Welcome to Pot Not Soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. <laughs> Mazel tov. That means that means something good, right? <laughs> I think is that really? it does. That's that's what you do when you step on the glass. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. You break the glass. And right. You say, Mazel tov. The one wrapped in a napkin. Yes, yeah. exactly. I've we're piecing this together. It takes two of us to figure this out, but we're piecing through. Dan, what do you have to contribute so to this good. Mazel tov mystery? <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked I me was, to come I, in. I was talking I was about told a wedding. That it's to symbolize that with everything good, even. Something bad can still happen. So you kind of, it's like a balance. Okay. Like a yin and a yang? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I would be down for that. So did you break any glass on the, on your wedding night? We didn't. Uh, no, but there were not a lot on of... purpose. Yeah, not on purpose. <laughs> there was a lot of plastic containers, though. That was the one. Did you break any land speed records? Uh, fortunately, no. Not on that one. But, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I must have lost my invitation in the mail. <laughs> so I could only Shit. assume that you guys did things like go-kart races. So that's why I asked that question. <laughs> See, yeah. This is, Trampolines were there. Yeah. With baskets, you could do awesome dunks. Oh, yeah. 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 Some slam ball. We're yeah. talking about my right wedding back. here. Uh, we chocolate were... fountain and unlimited <laughs> strawberries. We did, actually. Absolutely. We had some uh, churros. Some churros. I will that was say. Nice. Yeah. They were, they were good. They were good. We got, I got married uh, about a month ago. Dan and Brian were there. They Chad unfortunately <laughs> reminded Chad uh, that we Chad had a limited. Yeah, we had a limited amount of people. So well, thank you guys as, for that. We'll be tuning, talking to you later. As you're tuning into this episode, uh, our first in nearly two months. Welcome. Thank you for joining us here, at Pop Not Soda. Yeah, uh, we remain crisp, as you can tell. That's why we've been on break. <laughs> off to a great start. Um, we've because, got fresh you know, legs coming off of this suspension. Uh, <laughs> yep. Allison had to go make a man out of Brett and. Uh, that you know, that's why we gave Brett some time away. He enjoyed it. Too nice bad he's not redhead because we could call him the Ginger Brett Man. Oh, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him that anyway. Yeah, I think we have to um, anyway. So uh, it's too good, Mister uh, and Mrs. Ginger Brett Man, and uh, we are back. Uh, we've got a handful episodes before the holidays. <laughs> yes, and none more important than when we have our dear friend Chad Cavanaugh from Grunt One B Comics on the show. Blam. Yeah. I love yeah. being here. San yeah, Diego Comic Con booth holding, comic creator, former music artist. YouTube host. You've done everything. YouTube huh? host, former sentinel at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. I one time pushed a stroller with my babies in it. <laughs> How was you that? You pushed a wheelchair not too long I, ago, I too. I rolled a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow time. will be one year from surgery. Fuck, well, last time you were on yeah. this show, we... You could barely, you know, sit for the whole. Yeah, dude, I had just finished Comic Con. I was in tremendous amount of pain, Um, and then I was in the wheelchair and did the event in the uh, in the comic shop when I released Rad God Three, and you three showed up. Absolutely, my brothers. I appreciated that. That was cool. the The cool thing about it was like two different things: is cool and there's weird. So, I did it wheelchair, not because I just created a book. I needed it out there, and I love doing the events. All the people coming in was fantastic, but people would come in and see me in a wheelchair and be like, oh, as if this is the last time they're ever going <laughs> to see me. Like, I'm on my way out. Like, I'm about to die. That was, that was some of the looks, on, and it's an involuntary look people don't know they're giving. Right. And so they'd walk up, and they're just kind of like... <laughs> but, I mean, it, so that's kind of weird. However... It's also mixed with the fact that it's because people care. Yeah, and it yeah, was so sure. it was fan. It was it was cool. It was, it was very well. You have received. a hell of a fan base. You have a They're hell of a fan awesome. base that cares about you. The, the blamily, yes, the sir. Blamily, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we are glad that that was not the last time we saw you. Some I think. kids walking up to you like, Mister Chav- Mister Cavanaugh, can you sign my? I'll help you sign it for me. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold your arm. Like, this ain't broken, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think you're one of our few uh, third time guests yeah the i think the only exactly. this yeah. is the turkey then yeah this yeah. is the turkey i think, I think it's Actually, you and john allen and i think Martin, maybe? so he dish oh martin okay yeah yeah, yeah. um 
you've got yeah it's that's a, a coveted you're basically like yeah, the that's a hall of fame group of I, I feel like pop not so yeah. the hall of fame right yeah, now yeah. when, you, when you get to five episodes we give you a robe like snl you did oh, yeah. club. and you get your own theme music when uh, we introduce you to so the, the joke oh. is we're probably not gonna make five seasons so, <laughs> uh, and you just have to give us 50 bucks now yeah <laughs> it's a deposit for the robe right uh, but we've got a great show we've got uh, we're going to hear all about Chad's uh, new comic releases, the events he's been hosting in San Diego, and what's he had new a couple of comics that finished too. Yes, yeah. wrapped so, a couple yeah. series up. Yeah. So you are not going to want to miss that. We are going to be talking about everything that's happening in Hollywood, um, and for the first time, it's not about new releases, it's not about new TV shows, it's more about scandals and the amount of scandals that's been happening. And we are going to give our Justice League predictions because that movie comes out this Friday uh, worldwide. And it is – we've got feelings and thoughts about it. Yes, <laughs> um, we do have some feels. Yeah. <laughs> but first, as always, when we come back from break, we want to run down everything we have missed. And it, there has been a, a, a lot other than Brett getting married, which Chad um, missed. I missed that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One down. Yeah, one of the main things we've missed uh, since our mid-break episode that you did, you fools made me come back for uh, was, I think, one of the most watched World Series in recent history. Yeah. Like, the ratings for this was out of control. Which is, which is pretty interesting because one of the fears they had was Houston going to the World Series and not being a big enough market. Their dream was New York and L.A. Right. However, Houston's like the fourth largest Yeah, they're, they're now market. sneakily the fourth most popular <clears> city. So like New York, States. L.A., Chicago, then Houston. So yeah. having those four teams in there was... Yeah. And, I mean, there were some long games. There were some very long games. Five and a half <laughs> hours was yes. game six. Extra innings, a lot of, lot of runs scored. I think the most pitching changes, runs. most home runs in a World Series by uh, far. The most strikeouts any players ever had did on yeah. you, Cody Bellinger, uh, with your eyebrows and strikeouts. Um, <laughs> but, causation or correlation? I'd say causation. I don't know. Yeah. That and his mom also it's, looks like Ann Coulter. It's real scary. They blocked the vision. She does. <laughs> yeah. That's a wasp family if I've ever seen one. Yeah, his they mom looks like Ann Coulter, like hardcore. Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, you, yeah, yeah. it's her twin, and you get like shots. You're like, why is a racist at a baseball game? And you're like, oh well, it is a baseball game. Um, but then you're like, oh, it's just Cody Bellinger's mom. <laughs> um, but I want to say I don't think anyone could had have had a better week than Justin Verlander. Oh yeah, I mean he he killed it on the mound. Then he goes and ditches uh, the parade. a parade, which probably lasts. I, I don't know. That has that thing has to be so miserable for those guys. That thing has to be so. <laughs> They're just long. drunk the whole time. Yeah, why well, would it be really miserable? Celebrating. That they have a whole city just. Yeah, but I mean, loving it, it, everyone's it is, there for it. it. Yeah, Except Fucking that city long. that was the no. road for the parade even cleaned off yet. I mean, that city. They actually went. <laughs> Sorry, too soon. They went down in canoes. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Brian. Oh. All right, we're kicking Brian off well, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it <laughs> it, to it took us 10 minutes before we hit a hurricane. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the parade started, and then Deshaun Watson went out for the season. They're like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine, Back though. How, how long do you think that thing lasts for those guys? It's probably like 12 eight hours. hours. Yeah, 12, 12 hours. 12 hours. I know, but the, the Cubs are still time. suffering from their parade. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a long day, though. But then, so he, he ditched the parade. Like Can you do time. anything for 12 hours that's that you a, enjoy? That's a long day of being just worshipped yeah. by hundreds of thousands well, of people. That's exhausting, waving and just saying hi to people and like people what? screaming. You at you. The are you kidding are me? You? Yeah. You that, won the that World would Series. Be awesome. Go and, go and yes, go. Yeah, I would say, talking uh, about. Oh, I would say go home and relax. Yeah, Brett would want to be home by himself playing video games or watching Netflix. Yeah, I, I mean, that's literally the reason yeah. you yeah. play the game is so you can be receive the admiration. Yeah, yeah. Get the of, admiration. Yeah. 12 hours of it, though? 12 hours? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I, I, I want I don't my think entire life I don't think that's like a that. thing anymore because the fact that everybody is so accessible, it's 24 hours a day. Yeah. These people are yeah. getting adulation. They're also getting people yelling at them or calling them names. But so twelve hours with live human beings is probably a little more exciting than some egg coming through your Twitter feed. That's true. So know? that's true. Here's the question: who who had the better the the better post World Series celebration? Carlos Carrera proposing on the field legitimately right after to um, what was it? Uh, Miss Tetsis, his longtime girlfriend. Oh. oh, did she win uh, Miss Texas? Yeah. She's like, a, yeah. She has or, some big old boobies. That's all I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, thank you for bringing the intellect to this segment. Or Justin Verlander leaving the like ditching the parade and flying to Italy to marry his fiance, who is um, Kate Upton. I wish I had also a soundboard just to that Oh, there we go. There we are. I wish I had it. Where's Where's that Family Guy clip? Yeah, that's Kate Upton. They do that one on right. The, the, her, her window's almost up. Uh, yeah, Carrera or Verlander? Who would you rather be? Verlander, two hundred thousand percent. Well, like, am I living out Carrera, the rest of his yes, life? Carrera, yes, Carrera. Then Carlos Carrera. I mean, okay. he's younger, have we he's better checked, looking, like, have we checked better player. Blood pressure, like how are his <laughs> yeah, vital signs? Exactly. I mean, at that one moment, and this is the thing with like every single movie, there's that moment where the guy wins. It's like yes, and it ends. You're like, well, at some point, he probably overate, maybe got diarrhea. <laughs> what if there wasn't any toilet paper there? Well, see, he had to he had to take a shit, but he was on a 12 hour parade on a float and couldn't do it, which made it the worst experience of his life. <laughs> no, he was on a plane life. for 12 hours. Yeah. So what I've <laughs> learned what I've learned from this segment is just Brett hates parades. Like I don't even think it has They're, to do with win the World Series. Oh yeah, Brett just actually hates that parades. is the that is the underlying issue. I so let's let's dig deeper stand. into this. So. When was the first time, if you remember, that you went and saw a parade? I was probably six in Coronado. Six in Coronado. Now, who took you to the parade? This is going to dig deeper into why there's hate. It's my aunt and my grandparents. And your aunt and your grandparents, did they deny you candy or gum? You know, they didn't <clears throat> deny me any of those, but they denied me a day of enjoyment because i fucking hate floats because so they made you much. look at the parade and it's never it's left people it's dumb people on a truck that okay. is decorated so speaking of dumb people uh <laughs> papa john the owner of papa john's because i'm not even going to use his last name because he's papa john he, yeah uh, does he have a last name <laughs> yeah. yeah uh what we also I actually don't papa, remember who took me john. to that parade yeah. by the way anyway sorry. yeah uh what he what we missed of uh papa john is him trying to blame his terrible pizza cells on protesting nfl players so he came out uh, a couple weeks ago. He said that uh, his Q th- his quarter three losses are so bad because uh, the NFL has terrible leadership around the uh, anthem protests, Obviously. and so people have stopped buying his pizza, uh, which in turn has led the alt right and neo Nazis to proclaiming that Papa John's is now the official pizza of the alt right. Which <laughs> so, then, so what do they do? They go buy up all the tiki torches and then yeah. get a bunch of Papa John's, Papa John's delivered. Pizza. That's the yeah, refreshments. Absolutely. And then they right. hang around with their little vanilla ISIS flag. Yeah. And yeah. party yeah. it up. And you're throwing garlic butter on people. They're yeah. just garlic butter on all the Confederate statues. Yep. It burns very well. Uh, <laughs> and then so Papa John had to come out and say, oh, please, Nazis, don't buy our pizza. We're not racist. And the Nazis are like, Okay, we see. Yeah, we're not wink, racist wink. either. <laughs> so him trying, so Papa John trying to blame his terrible pizza, which has entirely way too much crust, uh, on NFL protesters, have now led for Papa John becoming the official Nazi pizza. Yeah, you know it is a very crusty pizza. It's very crusty. I don't, I don't like it too much. Do you guys like Papa John's? I used to always eat it. Really? I would get. Years ago, when I used to imbibe, I'd get really high and get Papa John's pizza and put Cool Ranch Doritos on top of it. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, see? And you mix in a little bit of that jalapeno, too, that pepper. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know if they're about mixing different... Um races together Dan is that where you're getting at it's not yeah. a melting pot pizza I know. Dude, that's the thing just about like cheese we, we don't give equal rights to all White. condiments that's, that's, the, the, that's the funniest Mozzarella. thing about like the whole like what do they call themselves anyways they, do they call themselves Nazis they now who would associate the people who lost they're twice the right oh it's a good point but okay so here's what happens right they see me and I look like their fucking poster boy here's the oh, yeah. six foot five blonde haired blue eyed white guy right and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, 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 we're, it, we're not. Nah. You know, like, <laughs> see, my, see, my kids, they're mixed. They're, they're half of all sorts uh, of things. And they're fucking gorgeous. And, you know, I, I don't get it, man. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Ask them. You know what? At the end of the day, just <clears throat> I always boil it down to, like, you ever had a plain cookie? How good is a plain cookie compared to a cookie just mixed with a bunch of good shit in it? It's a good. You know, sometimes it's, I could go for hey, a good sugar cookie. You know yeah, it's just Brett's, really? Brett solved racism. I know, right there. Just it the is. cookie chart. I need to just bring like up the Jerry Seinfeld yeah. solved it in that one yeah. episode. Is you know, look to the cookie, yeah. but uh, sugar but, rots your teeth. 
yeah. chocolate and walnuts. It's just weird that somebody <laughs> would be against variety or <laughs> walnuts. What what race is walnuts? Oh no, I'm just talking about my favorite cookies right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. That's walnuts too much are of a clearly script. the Amish. <laughs> okay. yeah. They're not listening, so we can talk about them. Right? Fuck no, you, Amish what people. What do they be? Do oatmeal? something. They'd be oatmeal, right? No, Those are Quakers. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Um, so, lastly, I think the uh, Papa John's should look into differently shaped pizza boxes because then they may need some new. Well, no, they're just making pepperoni pizzas and, you know, very <laughs> square angles. Yeah, no one should see my hands or Brian's hands, but um, figure it out. Uh, lastly, uh, one of the other things we missed while we were gone is the announcement of the Super Bowl performer. Yes. Who is it going to be? He's going to be, for his third time, performing the Super Bowl halftime show, Justin Timberlake. No oh, shit. It should be somebody's hologram. It should be five <laughs> dead people's holograms. That would be awesome. Right? It would definitely be awesome. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake is going to perform. What dead people does he bring back? The Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, and, and should sync. we ask Alexa? And sync, and sync. It's going to be a hologram of Janet Jackson's nipple on stage. <laughs> so, and so that was the thing. Cause without, Show me you what know, you got. <laughs> Show I like what you got. To, to, to not avoid controversy is when Justin Timberlake was announced, it brought up a lot of people's hurt feelings about how Janet took all the brunt of the blame for the incident that happened in 2004. Um, and how Justin kind of just faded away. Fuck, was that really 2004? Yeah. yeah it wow. Was. That was a year after I was out of high school. That's crazy. That's, that's you're, you're old. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had been out of the Army for uh, eight years at that point. No shit. Out of the Army. Wow. Yeah. So He was a young man. He yes. still is. 96 was the year. I was uh, yes, February ninety six. <laughs> yes, no, you're, you're correct. I'm like, hold right. on now. Yeah, I was 31 years old in 2004. You're talking to the guy that can't keep track of the fucking episodes that we do. Yeah. So I think that that's a pretty big victory. <laughs> that like, I did you say? Did, did you? Did we announce we, what episode number this is? I oh, think this is yet. 32. Oh God, you're so wrong. <laughs> which which one is it? Uh, this is actually episode 99. Is it really? Uh, for nine total, nine, but nine. it's episode. I want to say twenty. Don't say that too loud out, out in public. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to want to flag you down, Chad. Nine nine, German Joe. He's going back mm. to yeah. you know yeah. the Nazis. The I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Oh, I, he's Sam have you never seen that show? And you're over no. here. Oh my Actually, goodness! I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine before. Oh, it is fantastic. Oh my Chad, goodness! Chad's Nets YouTube video is going to be all about how you haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine and how upset he is. At you. And how yeah. your invitation for your wedding to me <laughs> got lost in the mail. This is going to be it's going to be one hour of me <laughs> That's the figuring out hmm, drawing. <laughs> all all the different uh, places it could have gone. You guys couldn't have waited to pull him on a couple weeks later. Just fresh mattered. off, fresh hey, off the wedding. <laughs> um, Steel trap over here. <laughs> So with that, you know, Justin Timberlake, I think he had to like re, he re-apologized, which I think is a good move. Um, but it's kind of died down. Re-apologized for what? There like a statute of limitations on re-apologized for thirteen years ago. What's with all these apologies? Uh, How come people can't just fucking own who they are or what they do? Because well, a lot of people say that he also appropriates black music and makes money. Everybody fucking appropriates yeah, black music. Exactly. Every fucking music out there has appropriated black music. So why does Justin Timberlake have to apologize yeah. for it? Because he made more uh, money than others? Because they, he did it better than other people who appropriated well, it? Because they blackballed uh, Janet and uh, ruined her Because career. she's on, she just went on tour this year. How bad is her career? Yeah, well, she's just bad at music. A lot of, a lot of people also said that uh, he should bring her on as a guest, which actually may happen because... Yeah, hold her remember nipple. Tour. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think I they would pull her on, though? I, I, I do think so. I think if Justin wanted her, that they would let her do it. Really? I, I don't yeah. think so. I think they should just do Does Bruno Mars to? dressed as Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd have Bruno Mars like four years in a row. Yeah, I'm down like, for it. I'd yeah. watch it every I would, year. I would watch <laughs> Bruno Mars every year. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He, he is an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, lastly, one of the, the big stories that we've missed that uh, while we've been on break has been a, a upsetting one. I think for a lot of people. Um, and that is the, the sexual assault scandals that have been breaking in Hollywood. That seems like every day there is a new, uh, person being, um, accused or a new person coming forward with a story and is just, it's crazy just how the floodgates have opened with this. Is anyone surprised? I mean, the term casting couch, it's not new. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you One know, in, in a lot, and, and think about it. It's like most humor, most jokes come from a truth. place of reality, right? A place of truth. They start talking about the casting couch, and then you start seeing all these people coming out saying, "This guy did this, and this guy touched me," and men and women both. Yeah, yeah. With it, like look at Terry Crews. Yeah, like some, right? look at him. He's a he's an ox, right? So somebody, and here's what it boils down to: the people with the money that put these productions together have bought into their bullshit so much that they're so powerful that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And the people that do the work for them allow this to happen because they want the work. And everybody wants work. Everyone wants to, you know, make it big, whatever. But it's just crazy that an individual human being who has to fucking wipe their ass, they're not magical. There's nothing magical about anybody. And that they build up in their own mind, like, I'm fucking great. I'm going to do whatever I want, and I'll tell these people I haven't fucking killed. And that just gets to go. Like nobody, yeah. so people are finally coming up and saying something, which is good, but I think it takes a large number of people to confront it because I think people genuinely are scared for their livelihood and some for their lives Yeah, because they're also living in that bubble, mm-hmm. which is Hollywood. It, it, let's be honest. It is a bubble. They live for in sure. a non-reality, yep. which is their reality, Yeah, right? That we don't live in. Yeah. You and know? I think. Yeah, and I think anybody getting mad, like, I, I don't know, it, it takes, like you're saying too, it's not a, like, it takes balls to be the, to be one person standing up against this thing, yeah, because oh, you yeah. see, like, historically that it has been one people over years and years and years and years, like, one person doing this, and then all of a sudden financial just suppression comes in, because the, that's where these people have all the power. Well, especially the in an industry team. where people can't wait to stab someone else in the back to get ahead of them. Yep. So, so, I mean, how are you, Brett, going to stand up against Dan, who's been oppressing all of us? And I'm like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. He has, Knowing that he's going to stand up against you, and I'm going to be like, fuck you. He's going to pay me more money. Well, and he's got the opportunity in his <clears> hands. I'm, right. I'm in no power position. I'm just the one that, you know, is just going to bite myself in the ass for even saying right. something about trying to speak up and about they'll, the right they'll, thing. They'll manipulate whatever they can to spin it in their yeah. favor. Well, that's the crazy part is that you, you know, as I'm like reading through these stories and I'm thinking to myself, well, why the fuck didn't these people come out when it happened? And you read, they did. They did come like, out. Like they reported to people right. and then they just bury it. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, oh yeah. yes, this is a very serious issue. Oh, Thanks that's for... Harvey being Harvey or an agent kind of going right. like, Or it's well, like, oh I... yes, we'll take care of it. Don't worry. Yeah. Or you I know? got too many fucking clients that make a lot of money off of this guy. Like right. last you're, thing I'm going to do is shake the waves off of that. Yeah. We'll cut you out of the garbage. And we'll keep, yeah. That's the thing, like, especially with. having, I have three daughters and I have to deal with sometimes they'll get, you know, bothered by somebody at school. And I can already see like, oh, I, I, I just imagine without ever fucking meeting the people that the parents are like, oh, they're just boys being boys. I'm like, I want to fucking throat punch you. <laughs> like, no, boys being boys is not an excuse. No, you raise your child properly because if they touch my daughter... They have to come through me next. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's not going to be good. Like nobody wants that. No. And it's just nuts. The whole, like you said, Harvey being Harvey or whatever. I don't know what excuse they made. For it's him, just bullshit excuses. And when you think about it too, like what, like they're coming out and they're going, Oh, I'm a, like, I'm addicted <clears throat> to sex, you know, or, or, or whatever. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, dick. you're yeah, a megalomaniac. Exactly. You are yeah. a megalomaniac. Just and you thought that you could get away with anything exercising your power. And it's like, and that's they've been a conditioned scary... to, to believe it. Yeah. Because yeah. people let them. Uh-huh. And, I mean, and it's, and it's funny because it's, it's when you look back on a lot of these things that the truth has kind of been hidden in plain sight. Like, uh, somebody who's not very afraid to uh, say what he feels is Seth MacFarlane. And Seth MacFarlane has been trying to call out, um, Harvey Weinstein forever and Kevin Spacey like, yeah. and, and, oh, um, uh, and Bill yeah. Cosby and, I mean Bill Cosby yeah. the whole Bill Cosby happened because Hannibal Burris was like no he's he's actually doing this this is do you remember in 30 Rock they they talked about it like Tracy yeah. Morgan's like what no Bill Cosby did this to my aunt or whatever his yeah. character yeah. says our, that our former guest Ryan Shores has a story about Kevin Spacey it's it's crazy but I mean this was going on well, for years, and if, like, everyone yeah. had knew about it, but because yeah. Kevin Spacey was Kevin Spacey, they just, you know, they weren't gonna mess with their status quo because that's what it was, and, and they were probably making money off him. And yeah, especially because he drew. I mean, just look at it. I mean, for me, it it it, it was sad because I was one very just very upset that somebody who I could have enjoyed previously would be such a terrible person that I feel guilty for enjoying 
art or work that a somewhat terrible person, you know, right. a terrible person has done. <clears throat> but I mean, I, his career, thankfully, is going to be over. Um, especially with the last movie that he shot in full, uh, all the money in the world, where he plays Daddy. Um, they're reshooting. It, it's a final product. They canceled the um, film premiere at the film festival. I think the Cannes Film Festival, and they're casting Christopher Plummer in his role, and they're cutting him completely out of the movie. Wow. Yeah, but I think this is also a reminder that people need to stop looking at people who play pretend mm-hmm. and thinking, "Oh, that's such a great person." You, you, you fall in love with a character. I do it. Like uh, I watched Stranger Things season two, and right after it, they've got the Beyond Stranger Things, and I was like, "I shouldn't have watched that." I loved those characters. Those kids were fantastic as those kids from 1984 in Hawkins, Indiana. The second the actors started to speak, it's like, wait a minute, no, this just ruined it. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Don't look at him. But and you realize it's a person. <clears throat> it's a person. It's a person. And so, again, back to that, these, these people aren't magical, you know, and too many people look to celebrities and put them on a pedestal and they start to buy into it and they start telling people what to buy, what to drink, how to vote. How? Why why would you listen to somebody who plays pretend? Yeah. yeah. I think the the tough part for me too is with what the these all these people are accused of seems to be the crime in which no one ever really wants to like take seriously. Where if something like sexual assault, sexual misconduct, when you accuse somebody of that, you do get excuses. Like, well, it was probably not meant that way. Or it's Look at the fucking swimmer that raped that girl behind a dumpster. Yeah, yeah and he got uh, and his, and, and his dad, right. you know his dad probably fucking raped people. Yeah. Look how he uh, stepped Brock, up to Brock his Turner. Turner. His name is Brock Turner. So He's a fucking rapist. Yeah. And, um, and that fucking guy's dad, should, this is why we have flamethrowers. <laughs> because they should just be put in a public square and just fucking have flame thrown upon them. The beginning of the map. Yeah. Right there. Yes. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that's volume three. Yeah. That's how that starts. The beginning of the good uh, story. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and so um, as much as it's 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 sad or it's, it's hard to hear um, of all the people who have been victimized, I think it's important to, to put focus on them and the struggles that they've had to deal with and the, the strength they have to come out. Like Anthony Rapp basically broke open the Kevin Spacey just – threshold and he he's, burst it. he's a he's a successful person who who this affected his life so negatively for such a long time uh cory feldman um and it explains a lot about cory feldman and how he is or the other um or how macaulay tolkien is also uh rumored to be uh, treated the same way he was and it looks as when you're putting children into entertainment how they're exposed and what has happened over everyone just thought it was oh child actors can't take the fame right but there's always a spin that they get involved with drugs and have fallouts uh, with their right. parents. Well, there's a fucking reason why all that stuff yeah. happens, you know, because so. yeah. they're just mentally broken. Yeah. yeah. And I think, escape? and I think too, like the, the, the thing that I've been thinking about th- with this too is it's, it is not a Hollywood thing. Like no, this at, at the all. end of the day, this, it's this exists in, this yeah. is a cultural thing that anybody that exists with a certain amount of power that is in a fantasy world where no one is checking it. Like and the no Penn, one is doing Penn any... State's coach. What was his name? Though? Coach uh, Sandusky. Yeah. 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 And then Sandusky. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Joe Paul was his boss who turned the blind eye and was like, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, that's the, what's interesting happening. too, is that I, I mean, I'd say in this day and age, unless you have a really good legal team, you are guilty just as much as the other person. If you turn a blind eye now, because I mean, what you're saying with oh, yeah. Joe Paterno and shit like that, where they see who was involved with it, that didn't do any corrective action in a position of power. And that shit really bites you in the ass at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, if you just don't want it to face the consequences, you just become president of the United States. Um, but on that note, we're going to head to break. Uh, we're going to come back. We have our Justice League predictions. So before you think about buying tickets, before you go see the movie, uh, before you, you know, maybe you're up in the air. If you want to see it, if you don't want to see it, uh, we're going to let you know how we feel about it. And uh, we are going to spend some time catching up with Chad uh, more than we already have. And it's been wonderful. But we're going to hear about all the projects that he's finished so far, what he's done on the deck for new projects and all the events he's been hosting and will be hosting in San Diego. So stick around. And as Brett says, we will be right back. Well, we hope you enjoyed that very short break because it would only seem like we were gone for mere milliseconds. Uh, But we're back. And... 
Uh, if you somehow just jump to this point and you haven't realized that we have our guest Chad Cavanaugh on with us, um, we are going to hear all about what's new with Chad, all of his uh, finished projects, his upcoming projects, and what he's been doing in the world of Grunt 1B comics. But first, since this comic book movie comes out Friday, and because we have Chad on, I thought it only appropriate to see what everyone's predictions and thoughts were real quick about DC's Hail Mary Pass um, film Justice League. <laughs> Is it still Hail Mary? Because I feel like Wonder Woman, you know, punted them up the field a little bit. We're now yeah, this. Uh, they're on the 50-yard line. You now. don't think Wonder Woman like hit a grand slam? I would oh, say. I, I would say. One, yeah, I would no, say Wonder Woman is great. <clears throat> I would say Wonder Woman brought them into uh, overtime. Uh, but they lost the coin toss. But I think mm. this is this is uh. no, this is the thing. <laughs> With Wonder Woman can go play on a different team. All of these other supporting characters who will all have their own other movies right. or planned other movies after this film, they're all dependent on this movie. Yeah. Right. right. Aquaman's success is dependent on this movie. Flash's success is dependent on this movie, and Cyborg's success is. Have they already on this started movie. filming any of those? Aquaman. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that one's not stopping, regardless of no. performance. Uh, well, I don't think Justice any of them League. are going to stop. Really. Well, the Flash can't hold the director. They've been through three already. And that's Ezra Miller still. Yeah. As the yeah. Flash. Okay. And then uh, Cyborg has been pushed back. Okay. Probably. I hate to say this because it sounds a little racist, but probably post Black Panther. Uh, well, mean? I mean, th- those wouldn't have been closer. Oh, they wouldn't anyway. have been. Okay, yeah. okay. Black was, Panthers. Oh, coming around the corner next. Right, it, it got right. pushed. Cyborg, okay. Cyborg got pushed back, and Flash got pushed back. Once is Flash can't hold the director, and Cyborg got pushed back. Just Flash got pushed back, and because they jumped up Suicide Squad two, which was just announced because Suicide Squad made a lot of money, even though it wasn't that good of a movie, but they just it's announced who the villain movie. is going to be in Suicide Squad two. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn no. it. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Uh, it's not the Kevin Fiona. Spacey as Lex Luthor either. It's uh, not Frank Underwood. <laughs> no. Um, it's just uh, the Suicide Squad locked in a room with uh, Louis C.K. Uh, no. What it is. Cover is, your eyes. There are five of them. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be um, Black Adam, who Ooh. is cast as. Now, is he the bl- money-making machine, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, is it really? Because okay. he signed on as Black Adam like two and a half years right, ago. Right, I remember that. Now, this is the this is a very dumb question, but is it Black Adam with a D or Black Adam with a T? A-T-O-M. A D. A-T-O-M. With yes. a D. It's A-D-A-M. A-D-A-M. So he's literally... Because he's, he's missed it. He's from Egypt. That's where he... He's okay. Shazam, who they just cast because they're moving forward with the Shazam movie as well. Um, a, a remake of Shaq? No, that was Kazam, bro. That was Kazam. Oh, damn. Um, so uh, Black Adam will be introduced this as the villain in Suicide Squad 2, and then he'll be in the Shazam movie. Um, but before any of that happens, Justice League has to happen, and it's happening this Friday. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, This we, thing. As, as Brett has already um, farted on the microphone and with his thoughts of Justice League, <laughs> we'll throw it first to you, Brian. <laughs> Quick thoughts, predictions, how you feel? Quick thoughts, predictions. I mean, I think it's going to be wildly mediocre. Um, I'm still not convinced that Ben Affleck can really carry Batman. Um, I I mean, I just have no faith in, in this franchise, you know? I mean, Gal Gadot, I think, will be once again. Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot? Well, however the how fuck you say her name. Pronounced? She's fantastic. She's so great. So <laughs> yeah. great. Um, I think she's going to once again steal this this movie. Chad's going to be back in Please. five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they just show her for, you know, uh, two hours. That would, that would be nice. Um, but no, I mean, I have very low expectations. Um, even with the director switch, even with the reshoots, uh, I just think it's going to, you know, fall short of a lot of expectations. Not mine, because again, my bar is very low. And uh, you know, I think it'll just be another okay attempt at what what should be what should be just you know. This. So you're you're gonna put it on maybe like the same level as like X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna put on the same the same plane as Batman, Batman versus Superman. Superman. Okay, like fair. that, that's where okay. my my expectation okay. is. Like it's Brett? gonna be that 
that thoughts, level. predictions, feelings. Um, it's Josh Whedon now. It's not all that's. Not I right. know, but uh, well, we he have did, to. I'm kind yeah, of because Brett loves the fucking he, adventures. He yeah, made, the adventures are killing me too. Yeah, I like Buffy. I like Buffy, and I like Cabin he in the Woods. Dollhouse, Firefly, I like Elijah, Eliza Serenity. Uh, Eliza really Dushku, like, yes, I like Eliza. Early two thousands. Yep, mm-hmm. she was. She was. He wrote Celtic Toy Spain. Story. So, <laughs> did he really? He did. So oh. what? I I would say what I think this movie is going to be is if you've been at Coachella before, and you've been in a porter potty before, and you have to go number two, but there's already a bunch of shit in the toilet, and it's a hundred degrees. So this is just going to be shit on shit, I think, and it's just <laughs> not going to have any redeeming qualities. Like what? Um, what time during the day? Because you know they th- they clean them out like you know six seven a.m. Yeah. So this is going to be um this is going to be like peak like probably three thirty um where it's hot weather uh everyone's had some breakfast everyone's had some breakfast the uh the guys are clearly not cleaning up this shift mm-hmm. uh, they just refuse to so yeah that's what I think this one's gonna be so this is gonna be the segment we use to promo this episode is just gonna be your analysis of <laughs> Coachella porta potties um so you have no faith you think it's gonna be a terrible uh waste of time well you think it's gonna be shit on top of shit yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be any good. Yeah, uh, I would say that I guess because of the director change, and um, from what I can see, and from how I f- felt leaving Wonder Woman, that it's not going to be worse than Batman versus Superman, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to the successful level in which. Marvel has achieved consistently. Uh, I think if the best they could hope for is like uh, an X two, like on levels, because yeah. like X Men yeah. two was good, but it's your but you rewatch it and you're like, oh okay, like it's good, but I mean I like X two better than X Men. Uh, yeah, but I'm just but yeah yeah, but what I'm saying is like I, I think Gal Gadot still is a porter pie. Great. <laughs> I, no, I think, X three is the porta potty. Yeah, I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I I do appreciate You're his take on He's the Bruce. Dark Knight. Yeah, like, like I, Frank Miller. Exactly, series, and that's Batman. why I liked him because I know what Batman he's playing. Right. Uh, I do think Ezra, even though I really liked other interpretations of the Flash, I think he will be a very good Barry Allen. And I think Aquaman, for being freaking Aquaman, and all I can think is how he gets treated on Family Guy and Robot Chicken <laughs> in his yellow shirt and green pants may steal. Uh, the show um, I'm worried about Cyborg and how that CGI looks because yeah. it doesn't look like they've mastered what Marvel does with Iron Man uh, because I think one Marvel uses a lot of actual stage props when they're doing a lot of scenes with Tony Stark well then he's got like half of his face is but and you see it's completely CGI there's yeah. no actual prop that they use well when you think that about, takes away you're making a, a great point too because Zack snyder is infamous for using green screen mm-hmm. and what looks like shit against green screen special effects yeah, CG, like yeah, i mean CGI when you're when screen. you're layering it on it never looks good so how are you going to do a guy in a suit in the front frame while also doing a CGI i mean he doesn't look as bad as like crazy. the boards looked in star trek but yeah. he doesn't. I mean, I will say like, though, like the previews. I mean, I I think Cyborg look. He looks pretty good. And I think he'll get better because you know we still haven't seen the finished post product. But I, you know, I think maybe the best they can do is a seven and a half for me. Yeah. And, I, and I do think, I do think we'll get one surprise uh, hero entry, and I don't think it's Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm what, thinking a lantern might show up. Yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting is you brought it up too, and I don't want to make this too long winded, but they talk about like this director change, and the, 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 well, they change directors. So, but has that ever made any movie good? Like, like I cannot remember. Well, it any... always has depended for why, because we're gonna have another example with Ron Howard and the Han Solo um, standalone film for yeah. Star Wars. But I, I can't remember any movie that I've seen where I've known of like a, a director change and me walking out going, that was that was a really good movie. Um, regardless of who they picked as I mean, they could switch it from Zack Snyder to Steven Spielberg, and I still wouldn't walk out going like, well, that was fair, a really cohesive well, story. Whenever you uh, heard of reshoots, it was always like a dead, like a, that was like a... Um, that was like it, this movie's gonna be terrible. They had to reshoot so much of right. the movie. Suicide Squad. Rogue One had a ton of reshoots where they completely changed the ending after they'd already cut the movie, 
and that ended up being one of my favorites. Star Wars. But films. was that it's a change of directors, movie. though? No, what I'm saying is like what I'm saying. It we don't know. Like after this, if this this could break the cycle. Yeah. What I'm saying like Road One broke the cycle of reshoots and of a, like. We're talking about World War Z products. was so okay. Good. Chad, <laughs> as the professional <laughs> comic book artist here, what thoughts, predictions you have about Justice League or about? Here, here's here's my take on all comic book movies, and um, it's not always the popular opinion. I don't I don't go into one of these movies hoping to see a panel by panel interpretation on screen. I just go in there with a with a clean slate in my mind, with zero expectation, and I'm just ready to be entertained. And that's why I've enjoyed the movies, you know. And that's that's my personal take on it. You know, I don't want to go in there and see the same lines I've already read in a book. Um, and that's that's just me. I know there are other people who just, like, think of some of these books as canon, and it has to be the same way on screen. Right. And that's fine. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Her character is... I, I love her character. I think Jason Momo is going to be really good as Aquaman. I think that... He is an Aquaman that no one's ever seen before, or yep. even thought of. Every Aquaman's always been like butters from yeah. South Park, <laughs> yeah, you know. Sure. And all Come of a sudden, water, I'll get all, you. all of a sudden, you've got this big, burly. Every woman in America, every woman in the world, world looks at Jason Momoa and is like, "Oh my gosh," you know. And he's just like a a heavy drinking, fighting, ready to go type. Wildest guy. catch kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's. I think that's going to be pretty cool too. So again, I'm going in there with a clean slate to watch it and just to be entertained. Now, if I may segue, I've just finished two different series of my own. There's the map and Rad God have been wrapped up. Congratulations, and thank sir. you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my next goal for those is adapt them into screenplays. So, I just got done saying that I go into a comic book movie to be entertained and not look at it as a frame by frame interpretation. When it becomes my own intellectual <laughs> no, property gotta, on screen, how will I think, you know, will my, will my, will it change? I don't know. I'm a control freak, man. Like obviously I wouldn't be the director of one of the movies. Somebody else would and it'd be their interpretation. And how would I handle that? Would I be escorted off the set? <laughs> Never to be allowed back. Cause I won't <laughs> shut the fuck. I'm a terrible passenger in a car too. Your backseat don't, driver. Don't ever fucking drive me anywhere. I will tell you everything you're doing wrong. I'm just bad. But uh, <clears throat> that's that's my take on. It. I look forward to seeing it. As far as the Justice League movie, um, but now we're gonna segue into what I've created, as I am the guest, and I'm just happy as shit to be back here. Yeah, fuck yeah. Seeing yeah. you guys. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's Run talk about Grunt One B comics. Yeah. Let's yep. talk about sure. real fucking just street level punch you in the fucking gut holy shit did that just happen independent creator owned comics that i make uh so the map you guys all have um is the post-apocalyptic tale set in the northern new mexico desert and uh i just finished the 10th and final issue on that series nice. um speaking of wonder woman and the map to bring them together in, in a sort of way i had an ending for the map for quite some time right and it was just gonna be kind of a a real mind screw of, a, of an ending. And then uh, we're up in up North County. My family were watching Wonder Woman and, I, and I'm watching this movie take place. And I can't remember what scene it was, but something happened. I'm like, I just figured out how I'm going to end the map now. And my wife's like, what's going on? I'm like, it's going to be beautiful. You are going to cry. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to be powerful. And, uh, two weeks later I finished it and I sat there and I looked at it and I cried. I'm like, Holy wow. I get done. I made this. And this ending is, it's a gut punch, man. It's really cool. And so my wife, the whole time was like, well, how's it going to end? I'm like, you got to wait till it comes out. I would not let her see anything I was doing on it. I wanted her to digest the thing as everybody else will. Yeah. And so without her knowing it, I, I videotaped her reading the end of it. I, I'm not going to show people the video of it because I just wanted to get her reaction. And I just sat there and watched her. And she didn't know I was videotaping. And uh, I know how my wife looks when something gets her very emotional. 
And it's not like the typical, <gasps> like she gets kind of almost as if she's self-conscious that maybe she looks like she's going to cry. So she tries to overly smile. Hold it yep. Yeah. And I'm watching. I'm like, so what do you think? And her comment was very much her being emotional. I'm like, yeah, there got we you. go. We got <laughs> it. And then uh, my buddy Alan was over and uh, he was reading it. And I was getting him with the last couple of pages. I was videotaping him too. And he's like, and I posted that video. He's like, what? Oh, man, what? <laughs> and I'm like, this is cool. Then he started, he started talking about something. So I, in my little iPhone iMovie, I'm like, this is a spoiler alert. <laughs> you don't get to be spoiled. You know, I kind of saying over what he was saying. But uh, it's been cool, dude. The reactions I've been getting from people have been fantastic. Uh, one guy messaged me. He's like, dude, you made me cry at work. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So that was fantastic. So the map is done. Volume two is going to be released. Volume two has been released at nice. the event that we just had at SoCal Comics. Okay. Nice. And uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm beyond proud of what I've done. I, I feel weird saying that. Like, it'll be these people who just get up on a podium like, oh, I'm so fucking great. This is cool, man. I've created in total about a 230 page story hand drawn you know it's right now it's in two volumes um it's gonna make a fantastic movie hell yeah yeah and then uh it really will. the other the other series that i just finished was my viking era series called rad god um rad god isn't based on anything in history it's just that time of the world the viking era the late 700s into the 800s um i i finished the last book um, and released that back in September. And then I just released a complete series in one book um, probably about three weeks ago. Oh, four right weeks on. ago. Yeah, just recently. And that's something, I mean, you get every single issue packed into one. Correct. Yeah, yeah. How much uh, are those running? 20 bucks. 20 God, that is steel. <laughs> that is steel. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? And then, like, we can find you on Grunt. It's grunt1bcomics.etsy.com right. is where you can. Uh, Purchase the books. Um, every order comes through me. I handle every aspect of this except for the printing. Um, so please get on there, order it. If you like, I like writing little notes saying thank you, welcome to the Blamily. Um, also, uh, anytime I do uh, create a new book, I'll usually do an event at SoCal Comics. Okay. At 8280 Claremont Mesa Boulevard, Suite 124. Fantastic comic shop. It's what it a comic shop should be. Like, yep. I've been into some where everything is just like hermetically sealed, and it's like walking in <laughs> to like the, uh, the NICU where there's sick babies and you just feel sad and you don't want to touch anything. <laughs> and it's just, you walk into SoCal Comics and you're like, I'm home. Yep. Yeah, like it's when you're a warm, kid, it's warm. You're, yeah, you can yeah. rifle through the dollar bins, go look at the toys, go yep. see what's new coming out. Yep. It's fantastic. So it's it's a great place. I love being there. The people that work there are fantastic. They're always ready to help people or just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And those events too are are incredible because you get to interact with Chad. I mean, you get to walk right up to him, ask him questions about all of his material that's been happening. You know, for the years that he's been doing comics. But just in case they can't get to San Diego. I've noticed that you're a killer social media guy too. I mean, when people are tweeting pictures or Instagramming pictures to you, you're replying back to them, you're on Facebook and doing that. So is that the best way for them? Like if you're not in San Diego, what's oh, the best absolutely. way to reach out? Like, um, I've, I've loved using Instagram as a platform because it's visual and what I do is visual with making uh, comic books. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and it's just been fantastic to see the, uh, the fan base grow on there. Um, like when we were up in Oceanside a few weeks ago at a, at a new uh, coffee bar slash comic shop called Panels. Fantastic place. Two brothers, Tio and Aries, that run it. Um, while I was there doing a, a signing, I got an order from Slovenia <laughs> for Rad God. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yep. You know? And uh, I mean, I've put these books onto four different continents just by using social media. And so you're just cool. being tenacious with it too, though. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can pay attention to it while I do my work and I can, uh, react immediately to people who have inquiries about it or just asking where they can find it. That's created tons of sales. Yeah. And then when I do the in-store appearances, um, I've built a, uh, 
a, a pretty loyal group oh, there, absolutely, yeah. which has been fantastic. The first time I ever went in there to do an event, um, I didn't know anybody and it was just kind of me grabbing people like, Hey, let me, let me show you my comic. This is what I'm doing. Is this something that you're into? And you know, I've worked in sales before. It's like, usually you get 40 no's before you get a yes. But uh, it was usually, you know, a no, a yes, a no, a yes, a yes, a yes, a no. You know, yep. so it's, it's a much better ratio. And then as I would do more events in there, the same people were coming back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. Yep. You know, it's, it's a really cool feeling. And you can't argue against that because your, your care and your pride in the product, it comes out in the work. Every single issue that we see, I mean – you you bleed it in, you pour it in, and you can tell that it comes out. And that's what I think. Like, I don't read that many comics, but I read your comics. And I read those, and those things are page turners to me because it's just like, man, this is, there's a soul behind this. And Thank you very yeah, much. I appreciate that. that believes in this and cares about it. Yeah. I, I've been fortunate. I met really cool people like Richard Friend from DC Comics. He's done a, a number of the events with me. Um, he wrote the foreword for the Book of Rad God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's that's I, I I just said that, and I feel like I'm sitting over here looking at myself like, what the fuck did you just say? Is that real? We're making shit up, Chad. Yeah, I know. Like what? But it, it's yeah. Yeah, and Richard's a cool guy too. We met him at the site. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yes, he's he's fantastic, and he does so many cool things. And I sit there, and him and a, a number of other artists, I will just sit there and I will study everything they do, and and I. I, I improve just by yeah. watching their technique or, or things they use. Yeah, you know, I've seen him actually do friend do a couple alien things lately. Um, oh, dude, like so Geigerish kind of, yeah. Well, because because he was commissioned by them to do for Alien Resurrection, like he did a huge commission for them. Oh, oh yeah, he did a he did a print for Iron Maiden. He did a print for when X Files came back. Oh, dude, wow. he's legit, man. Yeah. That that guy, his work is so insanely good. I the first time I met him was free comic book day in 2015. And I'm at SoCal Comics. It's my second year doing it. I I went, you know, the first year I just had my first book. This next year I've got now six issues of the map and the first issue of Bedlam and Trouble Town. And I'm setting up and he comes up and starts putting his stuff up and I'm looking at his prints and I'm like I gotta sit next to this guy, <laughs> and then and then on the other side of him was Mark Irwin, who's also a DC Comics artist. He's with Insight Comics now as an editor. But um, like, I, here I am, this nobody, and I'm sitting next to like people that are worldwide famous. Yeah, you know, millions of people have their hands on their work, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe a thousand people have mine. So there's no comparison, right? And the day goes going and he's like so who who does your books i'm like i do he goes well who does this part i'm like i do he goes you do everything i'm like yeah he goes that is awesome and he was he was kind of like dude you're doing it man this is pretty cool and he he's been very like i talk to him almost every day yeah yeah i mean he's been just a great mentor and a great friend and he's he's just fun to kind of chat with he's just got this endless supply of strange memes that he will send <laughs> on occasion it's like this is hilarious well when uh you know i've gone into socal when you do the events and i think every time that i've been in there richard's been in there with you for the, yeah. the recent events yeah, yeah yeah and i mean you can just tell like you guys are really good chemistry and, and you get along well um, you know what's funny is we were both he was he was the front man for a band oh, before no he got into comics so um I want to say that the name of the band was like Hate Head or something like that. Local here because he's from here. Oh, I didn't know. He was and so, like, I, I want to say he's opened up for like, I don't know. He may have opened up for Nirvana, but like, um, Sex Pistols. Oh, been wow. done. He's oh, done so shows he's with like Tool and like his band was signed. They would tour. This is pre-internet days. Yeah, they build up the they put up flyers all over the place. Um, so he was a front man. You know, I played music. I've got two albums on iTunes. I was a singer-songwriter. So we were both kind of stage performers. So we get along really well. There's sometimes where we'll go do events, and there are other artists. There, and a lot of artists can be very much introverts. Yeah. And they've got this product, but they're not able to be the salesperson they need to be. Yep. And they just sit there, and people walk up to them, and they don't say anything, and the people walk away. Whereas Richard and I... 
we'll we'll just bring you into the conversation. Yep. You just got to kind of hope you can hang on and enjoy the ride, you know? <laughs> yep. Because it can get weird, which is fun. That's why it is fun. Yep. You know? Yeah. Well, I just remember the last time I went in there just to share like a funny anecdote. Um, and actually, that, that's not true. It was, the, I think, the first time we came in there and we saw you. And Richard was like, oh, more people see Chad, you know? <laughs> and and I just, it just cracks me up because, you know, he's... Like you mentioned, I mean, has he's gigantic, right? You know, he's just worldwide. But he, you know, local in that comic shop, like you're the guy. You're you're the person that Which makes are no sense. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, you mentioned something too about the like the conversation, and one thing I remember too is like that's something I've always noticed about you, Chad. When we were on the Degenerate podcast prior to coming here, you're you're an incredible conversationalist. You care about people, and when you talk to them and things like that, and. That's something that's incredible at these signings too. And I, I think if you haven't seen Chad's work before or anything, go and check out his little Comic-Con uh, video thing that they did for you last year on the news. Oh, and yeah. that's, I mean, that it, it opens up with a shot of Chad <clears throat> watching people walk down and just, hey, have you heard of my stuff? Have you heard of my stuff? And it's you never miss an opportunity. And I think that, that just your care and your pride in the comic, like I said earlier, it just continues to come out. So you're going to, you're going to be kicking ass continuing moving forward, man. It's just going to exponentiate in success. Yeah. And Pat, your passion is definitely infectious. And yeah, I mean, I, I was a huge comic book nerd growing up and honest to God, like you're the only comic books that, that I read. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole <laughs> shelf of grunt one B comics in my bookcase. You know, it's, it's all th And thank you guys. All of that is like surreal to me. I sit in a two foot by three foot corner of my dining room, and that's the Grunt One B Comic Studio. And I create these stories that go from my head onto paper. And you get so caught up in the page that you're doing that you lose sight of any kind of accomplishment. And I now have, like, I look over at my shelf today, and there's 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 three large books in between all the Walking Dead and East of West and Rumble and all the other like giant books that I love to read. I'm like, there's grunt one B there's my name. Yep. Like, Oh my gosh. Yep. Like that's, it's weird that that's a reality. Yeah. You I know? mean, when you're living the dream, those kind of things happen occasionally where you have to take a step back and go, Holy shit, I'm actually doing this. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, with that, with the conclusion of Rad John and, and the map, what's, what's in the future? What's, what's, I still have Bedlam and Trouble Town, which is my my crime noir. It's a John Wick meets The Punisher meets Sin City style story. I just started uh, book five on that, and once that's done, that's going to be another trade paperback that I'll have together. Um, also, I, I started uh, this past year. I started a supernatural western called Dead or Alive, and it's kind of a Deadpool meets the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, as a side note, I also started writing a novel. What? Yeah, which has been a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of an Indiana Jones meets Harry Potter meets 007, but the lead character is a 15-year-old girl. Heck yeah. Um, what's fun about it, though, when I, I, I wrote Bedlam and Trouble Town seven or eight years ago, just as a story. When I went to start translating it into, like, adapting it into a comic book, I realized really quickly writing for a comic book is completely different than writing for a book. It's more closer to writing for a screenplay. Um, you know, page by panel, dialogue, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so writing a novel is fun because, to take one step back, in a comic book, every panel is valuable real estate. So you have to pick and choose which words you want to put on there. Because with comics, it's visual. The art should drive the story. The words should be the accompaniment. To make a metaphor like a singer-songwriter, that they're telling a story, the guitar kind of helps it along. So the dialogue, the narrative is just kind of a, a thing to help it along, but the, the artwork should be what's driving, what's, what's telling the story. But you're limited. You can only use so many words. Like in writing a book, I have the entire dictionary at my disposal. Yeah. I can use Fill every that page single... up. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of a nice like change of pace i can sit there and be like instead of like oh the glass on the table like well there was a glass that was probably blown by dale chihuly in seattle <laughs> sitting atop this you know uh what, what's that word that they use repurposed oak <laughs> tree table and you know 
So it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's been a nice change of pace. Yeah. Now, last question before we wrap up the interview. The last question that I want to ask Pierce. is... And Brett owes everyone uh, listening a beer. Yep. There we go. Um, I owe but, you in those Corona minis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I want to ask you, Chad, is this will be the last question, but when it comes to like your venture into novel writing, now, is that something that like at the end of the day, you're like, you know, I want to do something different or did you have an idea that you're like, I don't know if this translates the best to comic books. I'm going to dabble into to novel writing. That's a great question. What happened was the idea hit me. My wife and I were driving to Universal Studios and I realized fuck, I've already got four comic series that I'm doing. If I want to take on another like intellectual property, another idea, it, it can't wait four months for another small part of it to come out. Yeah. It's, you know, so I just need to create something in its entirety and release it. Okay. And so that's why the idea for the novel as opposed to a comic. It's very, very interesting because, yeah. yeah, like just the thought process behind the creation. Yeah, because like my story, Bedlam and Trouble Town, is one of the favorite stories I've written. Putting it out in comic form and single issue is killing me because if you could sit right now and read through the entire story, your mind would be blown. You'd be like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It, it, I wrote that across a 33-day period where it was almost like, and you know, I've been sober for a long time, but it was almost as if I was on something. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, and then this. And when I finished it, I'm like, this was a fucking awesome trip, man. This was a really cool ride. Putting it into a comic book just puts the brakes on things. It slows everything down yeah. as far as how you can uh, consume it, man. I, I live life at like 100 miles an hour. I get an idea, and I'm going. And if someone or something comes at me slow, it just uh, drags me down. So that's kind of the, the correlation there. Is like, okay. I'd like, I wish I could put Bedlam and Trouble Town out faster. I may put it out as a book as well. Okay. So people can just digest the entire thing at once. Yeah. Yeah. And do you still have like the original, like when it comes to these types of things, because when they're blowing up and, and you're getting so much more popular with, with the map, with Bedlam and Trouble Town, Dead or Alive – with those types of things, do you ever like wonder like, okay, I've got some original artwork, you know, tucked back away that were like original concepts or how do I like, do, would you ever dabble about getting those out into the new, like the new purpose repurposed editions or anything like that? Like any of the original artwork um, or do you have any of that still? Or I is mean, it already, already? No, the, those, those are things that all like in Rad God, you'll find some of the original concept art in those. Um, I'm going to create the entire series of the map into one book, but when I, but when I do that, I'm going to create like a little like prequel, like like maybe like an eight or Perfect. ten pages, where you just see Brian Woodworth, the geologist, before anything ever happened, where he started getting the phone calls or like the the people that just freak him out, you know, like the Doomsday Preppers, like answer the phone, hello, you're the guy, uh, excuse me. You know, the guy, the one that knows about the rocks and stuff, um, you know, shit like that to kind of just set a tone. Yeah. And I think that'd be kind of a cool little addendum to put in the, in the front of the book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would absolutely. Can't I can't wait. Yep. Chad, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you thank are, you guys yeah, for you are an incredible Always. guest. Thank you for bringing us back to after that break. We had about a month and a half off, so it's nice to get back on the horn. Nice to get back on the horn with a great guest, too, that is familiar with us. And knows how we work. Yeah, it's always especially fun Dan's you on chat. obscenities because they are so. What are you... we're we're thinking about getting rid of Dan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then who am I gonna stare wow. at when we're at? Exactly. That's true. He <laughs> is, he is awfully. Who am I gonna Who am I gonna yeah. stare at lovingly? He is our cute time. co-host of the He's group. Yeah. Uh, but Chad, as always, it's always a pleasure. Uh, if you all need to replenish your stock of Grunt One B comments, you want to head over to. Grunt1bcomics.etsy.com. And then I am Grunt1bcomics across all social yes. media platforms um, and YouTube. You can Perfect. check our, our, our Facebook feed, our Instagram, um, and our Twitter if you need help finding all of his social media platforms. Uh, you'll also probably see uh, some photos from uh, at least myself because I will be attending the event that, that uh, has already happened this past weekend. 
it's fun to talk in the future, but in the yeah, past right? at the same time. Time machine. Yeah. Talked about a pair I've already gone there, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Wasn't, already it, been. wasn't, it, wasn't it fun at it the event, so how fun. we did the human pyramid? Oh, my gosh. I love that. That was one of my favorite parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you do see a picture of a human period, it, it actually happened. Uh, but again, uh, that is chat. And chat, you know what? It, uh, we are recording, and it's Veterans Day. So, uh, Oh, yes. As a, as a veteran, uh, it's about to be at midnight. So I just wanted to, again... Something that I don't think we got into very much this time, but if you've listened to the episodes before, we've heard awesome stories from Chad about his service and his time as a sentinel at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at the Arlington Cemetery in Washington, D.C. So on that, thank you, Chad, for your service and for every um, veteran or active military uh, personnel listening. We thank you. Uh, It has been an awesome show. Uh, make sure that you tune in because we have some left in us for 2017. Uh, we're back from break and we will be releasing new episodes every Monday right here on popnotsoda.podbean.com or like on at least iTunes two or three podcast. Weeks. Yeah. We'll see how long this goes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll be here. I guess maybe just by myself. <laughs> um, and make sure you're following us on Facebook at bat slash pop not soda official. Uh, that you're following us on Twitter at pop underscore not soda. You can find Brian at B Owen 619 and you can find Brett at Spacey former lover and you can find me at paper champion DP um, until next time we'll catch you on the flip side stay away Spacey yeah.